angered my co-host <laughs> do you have no idea Stop it. my mind was like just going all night last night like just like looking at all the possible nooks and crannies of this theory i love it i cannot wait to talk about this and i've been bubbling over since i watched this movie with my parents on saturday night Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll watch, I'll rewatch the movie with them, even though I've seen it a million fucking times. Well, <laughs> I noticed shit that I've never noticed before, and I'm so excited to talk about it. And I was like, ooh, this Tuesday's Blood on the Moon. This is the perfect episode to talk about this on because it's that scene. Oh, I'm so excited, dude. Yeah. So for some context, I guess, hey, which hey, hey, which hey, I'm Christina. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm Justina. Justina has a massive theory that she started putting in her notes and I started reading and she's yelling at me over Margo. Stop writing right now. Knock it off. I want to surprise you with this, but you're just like, so I think this is where Jimmy's peeing in the movie. And I'm like, I already, I already solved that mystery, Christina. I love that's how what I'm trying to like get a at. Doofus. <laughs> but Justina, we should look up where the thing. No, but you have a good point. Like if you read it ahead of time, then you can kind of weigh in on, you know, get your skimmed. answers prepared. Okay. Okay. So we'll get more in depth with it when we actually start the podcast. <laughs> my body is so tense right now. Are you I'm excited? excited? Dude, this- whenever I could put my sleuth hat on, I guess it's the Sagittarius I feel the need to get to the bottom of everything I don't know but I'm just like ooh, ooh, theories new theories (laughs) and this one like the last couple definitely have to do with practical magic but this is like a big part of the story so yeah I think we're gonna get really in-depth with this one today yeah we'll get to the theory but welcome to the Magnolia Street Practical Magic Fandom Podcast. The one and only. Hopefully. Because <laughs> this is where Alice Hoffman hangs out, at least on her Instagram. We hope she listens to these stupid things. Yeah. I was saying over there, Marco said the day that Griffin Dunn watches this or listens to this is like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with the film. That has nothing to do. We wanted to get them from A to B. That moon has nothing to do with anything, you know? But here's my thing. Okay, so as a director, Griffin Dunn might not have thought twice about these details. But you don't think Robin Swicord, who read the freaking books, would have put all of these little Easter eggs in? I was trying to skim that Johnny Mac script. Yeah. But I anything good? didn't have enough time. <laughs> okay. It's just um, so different. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so you've told me. So I've heard. So I can't wait to dive into that when we do. Um, but I think we have enough to talk about with this new theory that okay. I Okay. Yeah. <gasps> Magpie has a, okay, I gotta put this script right. Magpie has a little stint in the script. Oh yeah? Oh, Wait. Yeah. It, it, got a like, it was script? like way down in the script. It was not in the very beginning. Oh. Oh. <sighs> like, so Kitty like, Cat comes around. Hey, your wish of like, hey, I would have Ben Fry is in this. Stop. Oh my god. Linda Bennett. They're talking with Linda. Okay. Okay. I'll put this away. Put it away. But I'm gonna yeah. put it away. I'll save it for a rainy day. Um <laughs> Before we get into this, though, we just want to welcome another patron. Patron Daisha, new little lilac bud. Thank welcome, Daisha. Welcome, Daisha, to Magnolia Street. 
Welcome to the fam. Are you going to write some tunes for our patrons? I am planning on writing some patron tunes. I haven't had time the past week because I've been trying to get that show off my plate. Yeah. But now that the show... Oh, by the way, if you guys are an $8 tier patron, I am planning on uploading some of the video from the show that I played. I debuted some of our Magnolia Street concept music. So... So uh, my husband, Avi, recorded some of it. I think he recorded like maybe three or four full songs. Awesome. And the rest are just like clips. But yeah, I played about like a seven or eight song set. So um, I played a decent amount. Nobody was there for me. I was just I was just the opening act. But you know what? It's fine. I was getting some practice under my belt for when we go on the official Stina's cross country tour. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's cool to just get some practice. It was so surreal. We talked about this at the book club. But I was like, that is crazy because this time last year we had started really writing. Yeah. And it's just like, then you're on stage singing yeah. these songs. Yeah. Four people. Like, yeah. What? What? So you Mind see- you, that was the first show that I've played, my first solo acoustic show in over 10 years. Amazing. And the first time I'm stepping back on the stage was to play our songs. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So it's unreal. Yeah. So, hashtag blast. Hashtag blast. <laughs> um, you played what songs? What You said three or four. Yeah. Which um, ones? So I played Brownies for Breakfast. I played One Green Eye, One Blue. Magnolia Street, our podcast theme song i played mm-hmm. that in its entirety uh what else did i play oh devil i played in devil in the desert the, our jimmy song i played but baby believe me which is about jillian kind of like getting rid of jimmy once and for all and just kind of standing over his grave and just kind of being like fuck off like fuck you mm-hmm. i'm glad i'm glad you're gone mm-hmm. i think that was it that's and a then lot. I played, I played one cover song. Yeah. That is a lot of music. Oh, and I played My Darling Girl. Dang. So five, yeah. like five songs. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. I played a good chunk of songs. I really saw people bop into the uh, One Green Eye, One Blue song, Gary song to Sally. It's a ditty. It, it is a ditty. I saw people bop into that. I gave away one business card, so I guess that's good. Yeah. Know, awesome. We'll see if she ends up following us or checking us out. I don't know any of these people. It wasn't it wasn't my crowd. It wasn't, you know, people weren't there to see me. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm getting back into the swing of it. And I, you know, could use the practice before I commit to, like, an actual show. Would you ever consider doing like a, a little mini concert for our eight dollar patrons like a, a little yeah. live like with like three or four songs for them Ooh. that that haven't been song assorted yet that would be fun i think that would be fun keep you in practice that. like a live or yeah. like a pre-recorded kind of deal like a live yeah that and then they cool. could ask questions and give you feedback yeah. and stuff Ooh, i like that idea all right we'll have to put something on the calendar okay next month Dude, this is crazy how this is episode what seventeen? Yeah, <gasps> we haven't really okay. So we done we have done one song episode thus far, mm-hmm. and that song episode only got like sixty five listens so far. <laughs> it's probably like one of our least listened to episodes. These are people though that like probably consistently listened to the podcast from the beginning. Yeah. But like, if I'm searching for a topic. Yeah. Like blood on the moon. Yeah. Like our podcast is going to pop up. I don't even know if, if you type in practical magic, I don't even think ours pops up in in the first five. Okay. So that's why we need you guys. Like our, your reviews, your stars helps us get bumped up and helps other practical magic fans find us. Yeah. So if you can leave us a review, that would be fantastic. Mr. Yeah. Unfortunately, Spotify doesn't have a written review section, mm-hmm. but if you're on Apple Podcasts and you're listening to us on there, definitely hit us up and leave us a review on there so we can. I think Google Podcasts. Doesn't Google 
Google have their own thing? I, I think you can write reviews on there, which I haven't checked, but definitely Apple. Okay. Yeah. Apple for sure. Um, Yeah. Leave us some reviews, guys. We want to get more songs out to you guys, but we're just like, I feel like we're so new to this. We don't really know how to approach the whole song thing and inter twine it with everything else to make it make sense and make it gonna sporadically it's a little treat every couple months we get a little extra bonus treat yeah what's isn't there a song so coming up what's the next one bone tree day was it Mm -hmm. okay cool all right so maybe if you guys want we'll insert a little clip of that here just so you could hear what it sounds like and then i don't know maybe we'll do a a live on our eight dollar tier do a little concert all right so this is uh our song bone tree day played by justina It's looking like it's pretty lame As sure as hell Was it cut out for hanging with the PTA Cut it out with the he said, she said Cause it's rotting my brain I'm just here to see my sister At phone tree day <laughs> We hope you enjoyed that song That one is such a like a Like kiss my ass song Yeah yeah I love yeah it. um jillian's giving no fucks there so <laughs> yeah yeah but she's in sagittarius that, i think so 100 percent. i try to make it clear in that song that like she's doing all of that for her sister mm-hmm. and she knows she knows that the town isn't meant for her but she knows how much it means for her sister to fit in mm-hmm. and that's like as much as selfish as jillian is that's the one thing that she knows means so much to her sister that she's like okay i'll do this for you yep so i just think that's sweet i'm gonna cause a little commotion along the way yeah yeah. yeah, I have thoughts about that scene, which I'm sure we'll talk about that in depth once we do the actual song episode for that song. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Are, are we, we ready to, to dive into this today? We're ready. This was um our Patreon pick. Oh, nice. Yeah, this was voted on on our Patreon. It was one of five, four or five options. And your patrons for the show picked Blood on the Moon, nice. which I hope they knew what they were getting into because there's like two different meanings. Is there? In the movie. Well- Jillian says blood on the moon, but I think she misspeaks. Really? Because the moon isn't red when she says that, is it? It's not? I thought it was. Hold on. I had the movie pulled up. Open it up. Yeah, let me hold on. Let me find the time stamp. Maybe you're right. I didn't go look at it, but I never, I didn't recall it being red. Oh, let me, let me screen share it right now. I'll show you. All right. So this is the scene where Sally's looking at the moon. She's writing the letter, right? We see the ring around it. Yes. He says a ring around the moon, sign of trouble not far behind. Ring around the moon is something entirely different from blood on the moon, correct? Is that yes. what you yes. found out through your research? Okay. So in this scene, letter scene, she's looking at the moon. That's ring around the moon. Now when we fast forward to the scene where she picks up Jillian from the motel, that's blood on the moon. And let I'm pretty see. sure oh my I'm goodness. pretty sure it is red. Hold on, let me see. Okay. And we'll just Which is out. interesting, which we if it is, 19, 1998, we should look up if there was a blood moon. And what month it was in. Okay. All right. Let's see. Because that might help pinpoint our uh, timeline. All right. So now she's putting on the shoes. Jelly donut with cream. With cream. Okay. There it is. It's red. Interesting. Okay. There's a little red hue on it. All right. And you see the little red. So there is still a ring around it, but it is is more red than the one that Sally saw in the previous scene, which was much more red. Yeah. Yeah. Notice more. It was very noticeably red. So they are different in the two scenes. There was a prenumbral prenumbral lunar eclipse Friday, March 13th, 1998. That was the only blood is that was that the blood moon? There were three lunar eclipses that year. Wait, 
let me get this straight is a lunar eclipse is a blood moon the same thing as a lunar eclipse is that what it is so there's three different types of eclipses i guess and we're going to talk about it a little later but i think a blood moon is the prenumbral okay all yeah. right so what were the dates for you said there were three that year it does say three but it's interesting that this one is in march because that's when we were thinking the whole timeline takes place anyway let me see well gary when gary comes to town later and he does a testimonial on the little voice recorder thing the date was march 8th what yeah the date okay. was march 8th there was a total solar eclipse february 26th 1998, a prenumbral eclipse on March 13th, and another prenumbral August 8th. All right, so I don't, if anything, wait, what was the February one? 26th. But what was it? A, a uh, total solar eclipse. A total solar eclipse. So that would not be blood on the moon. That's the sun, right? right? That's the sun. So there's Got two lunar, one solar. So the lunar ones would not have matched up with the timeline. So this cannot be accurate. The product doesn't work. The product doesn't work. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, that's really cool. All right. So what we're saying is that blood on the moon and ring around the moon are two different things. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the name of that band that does the song Ring Around the Moon? It's the like Elephant, Elephant Revival. Such a good song. We'll put that on our WMSR. Dude, you got me hooked on that song. Because I remember it, when like, I started watching your YouTube channel, you did um, you did a, a grimoire page with that song playing over the video. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my god, this is just such a pretty song. And ever since I heard it on your YouTube channel, that song has been on my playlists. Awesome. Elephant Revival. It. Okay. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. But some people use this phrase kind of interchangeably, which is totally fine. I think it's happened for so long that the general notion of the phrase comes across as what does it typically mean? Mm -hmm. A sign of trouble not far behind, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's so obvious. However, I just think we've been used to calling it that, that when I see the ring around the moon, because I'd never noticed that it was red when Jillian looks at it, I always say blood on the moon. Okay. But what we're really seeing when there's that ring around the moon is called a moon's halo or a, a lunar halo. And it's an optical illusion that causes a large bright ring to surround the moon. This striking and often beautiful halo around the moon is caused by the refraction of moonlight from ice crystals in the upper atmosphere, um, which I think we're going to do another episode on. For ring around the moon. For ring around the moon, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Dude, yeah. that sounds magical as hell. There's a little difference there. I just, because I had always meshed them together. Whenever I saw a ring around the moon, I'd be like, blood on the moon. Sign mm. of trouble, not far behind. But, <laughs> but there is a difference. So. so maybe when Sally's saying ring around the moon, not trouble, sign of trouble, not far behind. Maybe then once Jillian actually sees the blood on, on the moon, maybe that's when it's like, oh, the shit's about to hit the fan. And I think in the book, which I didn't, there's no blood on the moon in the book, but there is ring around the moon in the book. So I didn't list any of that. Right. But Yeah. Um, and then yeah. there also is, I forget which book it is. They mention a red moon, but I don't think they mention it in reference to anything that's like any trouble that's about to happen. Really? Okay. Yeah. I typed in blood moon. I didn't see anything, but maybe it's under red moon. Yeah. Um. I also typed in blood moon. Nothing came up. And then I think I searched red moon and then I forget which book it was. I'll have to go back through it really quick. But nothing having to do with the moon was uh, referring to any any kind of trouble or anything like that. I don't think. Okay. So that would, yeah. So that's in the book. There's a lot of moon mentions in the book, but 
again no blood on the moon and i don't think it references any kind of like trouble like what's what happens in the movie oh i see there is a reference in the book of magic and it's just talking about different color magics i guess so on page what is this 162 it says many people believe black to be the color of magic in fact it was red a red moon a red mark on the skin red boots a red heart red love all added up to red magic the strongest there was so that might be the was that the one or was there another one it might have been there were there were a lot of moon mentions i don't remember which one was the one about the red okay it looks like that's the only book that has mention of red moon all right there was also mention of a pink moon in one of them Hmm. which is a whole different thing isn't it yeah okay girl i'm ready for this theory (laughs) all right we'll talk more about the the moon i guess moon colors later on lay it on me yeah i really wanted to talk about this theory okay I'm right. this kind of blew my mind so this past weekend saturday night i watched the movie with my parents you know i just wanted them to see the movie they they claim they'd never saw, seen it before i was like you've seen this movie you've had to have like i just grew up in your house watching this movie have, yeah. have you not seen this movie so i sat down with them on saturday night we watched the movie i pulled out some new things in that scene the blood on the moon scene that i have never freaking noticed before and then my mind just went down this freaking rabbit hole and i was like oh my god Becky, look at her butt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before we get into the science, the magic and the lore and all that good stuff about the actual moon, let's take a look at this scene. So this is the scene where Sally is picking up Jillian in that seedy motel. All right. So my first question is Mm -hmm. where, where do we think this motel is? Where do you think this motel is? Where would I was? I was thinking when I'm watching the movie, Uh I thought this motel would be like georgia or something like farther because in the book she's like i would never go back across the mason dixon line you know jillian is like southern right um so that's where i always thought but it is like dreary and rainy in march so i don't know all right that's a pretty good that's a pretty decent theory i don't what when i used to watch the movie like before i had this whole revelation i don't know why i thought it was like still arizona even though she's like we've been driving for two weeks straight in zigzags i don't know why i just thought it was in arizona because sally had to get on a plane right Mm -hmm. to go see her Mm -hmm. and we know that she was in arizona on the west coast Mm -hmm. so my mind always just went to like west coast there's somewhere on the west coast Mm -hmm. that's where my my mind always went to but now coming across what i came across the other night now i'm like hmm (laughs) my theory now makes so much sense why didn't i ever (laughs) think of this before okay okay so here's my theory in the movie plot i think that it's hinting that this motel might be in new york or somewhere along the new jersey turnpike okay here's why did you ever notice that we see the statue of liberty little statue in the motel service window when sally's banging on the on the door Uh uh-uh you never noticed that Uh uh-uh wait hold on let me pull this up check this out oh yeah 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 yep okay little statue of liberty okay i feel like i mean those could be anywhere at any hotel, but like, I feel like if you're in New Jersey or New York, there's always one of those hanging around a service desk. And like, why would that, why would this Statue of Liberty be here if it wasn't a nod to the location? Right. Is my, is my question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, another thing that kind of like makes me think that this is, is New York, um, uh, because it's a nod to the book, mm-hmm. right? Because, in the book, Jillian drives to New York with Jimmy to visit Sally, and she ends up accidentally killing Jimmy and Root at a rest stop. Right. Also, 
The book mentions a motel off the New Jersey Turnpike where Gary is staying when he comes to visit town. So it could be a nod to the motel that Gary in the book is staying at as well. I see. Yeah. And then Jillian says, we've been driving for two weeks straight, not even straight, in zigzags, back and forth. So the drive from Tucson, Arizona, to New York City is only a 36-hour drive. But clearly, they weren't driving straight there, according to Jillian, right? We know they were driving they were driving zigzags for two weeks, right? So they could have been taking their sweet time driving around the country. Were you gonna, do you have something to add to that? I was thinking, like, if he's doing the driving, since he's all about, like, wanting to have control, maybe he's like, oh, I need to stop here and do this deal real quick. Or, like, oh, I got to stop here and just doesn't want to... I think you go into this later on. I think you're getting what I'm, what I was gonna, just going to get at. Like, keeping her away. Yeah, so okay. basically, okay, so my next question is, what do we think the reason for their trip, all this excessive driving, what do we think the reason for this is in the movie? Well, he's driving. running from the law. He's running from the law, but if the movie was the same as it was in the book, in the book, they're driving because they're going to visit Sally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So do we think that in the movie, do we think that Jillian also wanted to visit Sally and Jimmy didn't want to? Because abusers often isolate their victims from their family and loved ones. So maybe he was stalling, hence the zigzags, and mm-hmm. ultimately end up, ended up getting violent because he knew once they got to their destination magnolia street sally would call him out and like he would lose that control over over mm -hmm, jillian mm -hmm. so i think that's hence the driving zigzags hence the punch in the face hence the location on the new york new jersey turnpike because like they're really close at at this point to getting up to massachusetts massachusetts is only about a five-hour drive from new jersey slash new york so it would make sense that things would turn sour in the home stretch of this trip him accidents control. always happen with five within five miles of your home That's right accidents <laughs> five hundred miles closest to home so him losing control over her when she made it back to her family it was getting too real at this point so he decides to up the ante with a punch to the face in public mind you also the five-hour drive from logan airport in boston would be about an hour and a half of plane ride. So it makes sense that Sally would get there pretty much the same night, she's wearing the same clothes, and have enough time to pick up Jillian, make the five-hour drive back from New York to Massachusetts in the same night, Mm -hmm. and still have time to re-murder and bury a body. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, My thought was, like, why would you take a plane? Like, why would you take a plane? But I've taken shorter flights. I've taken, like, 45-minute flights to places. I'm like, an hour. Like, if you're trying to get to her right away, if she's taking the first flight out of Logan, like, she's spending money to get there now. Well, yeah, it was the urgency was was there she answered the phone frantically she knew jillian was in trouble she would do anything to get to her sister as soon as possible i don't think she would want to sit in like a a five-hour car ride (laughs) no it does sound like she would have all night because she wrote that letter like probably after dinner right she put it in the mailbox it was pretty early everybody was still up yeah you know in in the springtime so yeah she got there and back real fast yeah do we ever see the car clock radio Oh, you mean in Jimmy's car or the taxi with the one that she takes? I don't think so. I don't remember seeing the dashboard at all. Do you remember seeing the dashboard? I thought they like maybe pan to it when the song is playing. Okay. And then, but that could be, I could be just fabricating. All right. We'll have to, we'll have to look at that again. It's Um, all about time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is. So if this is New York, why not a typical yellow New York taxi? Why? Right. Because- If you're in New York or New Jersey, that's that's a New York taxi. 
Mm-hmm. So if the Statue of Liberty statue in the little service window is a hint that this is New York, then why not use a New York taxi, right? Okay, so you're thinking it's outside New York bounds. You think it's Jersey. Well, if you notice the cab drives up to the motel, Sally's getting out. We could see the taxi's physical traits. It has a yellow roof. The bottom body portion is blue. The driver door says O'Brien's something or other. You can't really see what the what the writing is on the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's a little out of focus, the bottom portion. So I did a little digging. And that makes me think, is this taxi service even real or is it fictional? Mm -hmm. I did some digging on blue and yellow taxis, taxis with the yellow top, blue bottom. Those taxis are in Los Angeles. Oh my God. But if you do a search on O'Brien's on jride.com, it (laughs) says transfers to and from O'Brien. Start or finish your trip seamlessly in the United States with an airport transfer to or from O'Brien, Josephine County, Oregon. What? Okay. Okay. So they could have just rented one of these taxis for the film. Josephine County, Oregon is about a nine-hour drive from the Whidbey Island area of Washington, where we know that the movie, most of the movie was filmed. Mm -hmm. And then I checked the IMDb page for the scene of the location of the motel. It's not listed. However, the Jimmy Urinating location was listed. That is the Shell Puget Sound Refinery at 8505 South Texas Road in Anacortes, Washington. Wow. Yeah. So why didn't they, if if in their minds this is supposed to be maybe New York, New Jersey, why right. wouldn't they, they're close enough to uh, like LA to get a New York style taxi cab. Yeah. Why would they get a yellow and blue one? So I'm thinking like they might have filmed this in either Los Angeles or yeah. used a LA cab, I guess. When you're, if you're in the film industry, they might have like a car rental service in LA somewhere. Maybe they rented something from LA and then shipped it up to the Washington area, slapped an O'Brien sticker on the side. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm sure they were filming up in the, the Northwest. Yeah. But what? But if the story itself, if her, if Sally picking up Jillian is supposed to be East Coast, why wouldn't they get themselves an East Coast taxi? Right. Well, here's also that. here's also the thing. If she was taking an airport shuttle, it could have been a different color. Mm, okay. Okay. Because if it was its own like taxi service, if it's not your typical New York City like Manhattan cab, mm-hmm. if it's like a privately owned cab company, it could have been a different color. So that that could make sense. It could have just been an airport shuttle. If she was flying into New York City, it, she would have flown into one of three airports. It would have been Newark, New Jersey. There's also JFK. And then there's also LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. So I was under the impression, since it looks like they filmed they filmed the Jimmy urinating scene at a refinery. Mm-hmm. There's the Bayway refinery uh, right on the New Jersey Turnpike. Oh, with, okay. Like, which is right by Newark. That's Newark, New Jersey airport. Oh, cool. Okay. So I'm thinking that maybe that's why, because it wasn't exactly in Manhattan. Maybe it was on the outskirts in New Jersey. Because it was a private taxi service. Yeah, because JFK and LaGuardia are, I think, uh, those are both in New York. Newark, I New love Jersey. you. <laughs> Newark, New Jersey airport. Listen, I have an advantage on this theory because I am from this area. I know exactly Right, <laughs> right. What the Newark, Newark airport looks like and all the, the uh, locations surrounding Newark airport. When you take off at the Newark airport, you can see all the refineries all around you. And it yeah. looks exactly like where they're driving with Jimmy that entire time. That's so cool, dude. That's yeah. so awesome. Look at you, little sleuth. So even though they're filming this in Washington, like it looks like it could totally pass for the New Jersey Turnpike for right. sure. 
Right, right, right. The yeah. only other O'Brien's taxi service I saw was Chicago, which okay. also I think it it's not as plausible for them to drive back to Massachusetts in in that night because I think it's like right. fourteen hours or something. Yeah, but I know Chicago would also have a lot of refineries and factories and things. But that's the only other place. But does but would they have a Statue of Liberty statue in the they window would in not. Chicago? No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe they'd have a deep dish pizza magnet slapped on the, or like a decal slapped on the glass. I don't know. What else is uh, from Chicago? Any landmarks? I don't. Oprah. Know. Oprah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, another another question. Where do you think they were getting donuts? Who's don't read my. Donuts? Don't don't oh, read my donuts. jelly do donut. You, yeah, are jelly donuts like big in anywhere? <laughs> you can jelly donuts fucking anywhere. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, what donut places? do you know of well you have the one up being from new jersey so what donut places do you know of? <laughs> well let me ask you a question when you were out you did a little stint out on the west coast right mm -hmm. did you ever get donuts out there um yeah but only from like this little like kennedy's or something like i don't even remember what it was called they have a thing called a cronut i've it's heard a, of cronuts oh so good it's yeah. so good uh it's a croissant and a donut okay it's delicious but no, oh. I don't know anything off the top of my head besides Dunkin' so, and wait, Krispy Kreme. Did, did you ever go to a Dunkin' Donuts on the West Coast? Uh-uh. All right. They do have them. They do. <laughs> I think they're few and far between. But I think New York was, well, New York and New Jersey, I think, is on the list of top contenders for, like, the most Dunkin' Donuts within, like, a five-mile radius or something like that. That's funny. Um, Check this out. I also want to know if you've ever noticed this. Are you ready for this? You're I'm ready. This is going to blow your fucking mind. Okay. okay. I'm strapped in. All right, put your seatbelt on because you're going to go flying. <laughs> click, click. All right, here. Ready? Ready? Fucking boom. <gasps> Dunky Donuts wrapper on the ground. Oh, that Dunkin is, that donuts type, that wrapper. fucking font is so recognizable. Mm-hmm. Dunkies. I don't know why I've never noticed that before. Messy. All right. So, oh, okay. So for you listeners listening in to give you some context, because I know you're probably like, what the fuck are they looking at? <laughs> the scene where Jimmy is attacking Jillian in the car, Sally gets on top of him in the car and starts punching him, punching him, punching him. There's a scene where it cuts really quick. You got to look or you'll miss it. All right. I'm, I noticed this at my parents' house watching it the other night i was like oh, it's a dunkin donuts cup because i was always like in my mind i was always like where i want to know where like where do they get donuts in my mind i always associated with dunkin donuts because i just grew up dunkin donuts was like everywhere. their marketing their marketing is on top of it right but like i i also have to admit when i was out in la in 2009 for like six months i know i wasn't out there that long but there were no dunkin donuts in la when i went out there interesting yeah Okay. I mean, maybe there were, but I couldn't find one. Ah, my mind's blowing up. Dude, you're blowing my mind. That scene is so fast. He, you know, he's getting pummeled and then a real quick cut of his hand falling to the car floor, the floor of the car to show he's dead. But it's surrounded by like a bunch of junk, you know, trash in the back seat. And among the trash is a white wrapper with orange dunker, dunkers, letters. Orange, orange and magenta. Dunkin' Donuts colors. Share your screen again. I gotta see. This. All right, yeah, and and it clearly says Unkin, like you can't see the D, but oh, you can yeah, the rest of it. you the U N K. All right, yeah, look at this shit. This is nuts. It blew my mind when I saw. It. I was like, how did yeah. I never notice that before? It yeah. flashes you so fast. You gotta like pay really pay attention to catch it. <laughs> and then I'm like, surprised you didn't look at your face. You did exactly what I did. You tilted your I head. Was... I'm surprised you couldn't get the fucking date off of this newspaper or whatever it is. Off I was the ground. trying to figure out what that says. Can you see what that says? It says fuel something fuel. Let me put the movie back on and see if we can like. There's a better. 
yeah this theory like this literally blew my mind so so from what it sounds like your theory is it's definitely east coast oh for sure and i that i definitely think it's tri-state area new york new jersey even with the taxi concept not fitting like the colors of the taxi could be privately owned yeah not a new york taxi okay right um all right so let's watch this like even though like locationally it might not make sense i think for the the sake of the film plot i think it is intended to be new york new jersey okay can we see any of the license plates on any of the other cars i was looking but here's also my theory that looks like a massachusetts plate here's also my theory though if this is a motel it could be people traveling people passing through even though they're not new york new jersey plates Mm -hmm. you can very well find a connecticut massachusetts plate in new jersey like they're everywhere easy easy peasy yeah it's only a five-hour drive away Mm mm-hmm so that checks out. I feel like that checks out. Can you see my screen right now? I can. Okay. So Are there any donkeys on their dash? I don't know if there's donkeys on the dash. That looks like cigarette packets, maybe. What is? What do you think this circle thing it is? It looks like a lid for soup. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's no logo on that, so I don't know what that is. There she goes into the back seat. There she goes. She's going to the back seat. There's our greasy boy. <laughs> yeah. So see all these refineries in the background? Yes. I think that's supposed to be the New Jersey Turnpike mm-hmm. for sure. How many lanes is the Turnpike? Oh, God. At some points, it could be four. Okay. Some two. It depends on where you are. You ever read any books by Louis, Louis Lamont? <laughs> All right. So let's also keep an eye out for the dash, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. You want to look at the dashboard? Gary says what kind of car he drives when he's interviewing. We should do a, can we do a car episode? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, just watch. Look at Jimmy's stupid ass face in this scene. <laughs> Like, just going on and on and on. Dumb face. They just don't give a fuck. They're like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I know. I'm looking at, like, all the background stuff, Uh all the stuff in her purse. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, like, how many times we've seen this, Mm -hmm. like, collectively, but there's Mm -hmm. still shit that I just noticed this the other night. I was like, I bet you hundreds of times. Swerving, fighting. North Dakota, you asshole. Dracula (laughs) freak. I mean, we could just do this whole movie. Yeah. Everybody knows where we are. Calm down. Woo! You know, girls. (laughs) I'm feeling very into sisters right now. (laughs) I did not know what he was saying for the longest time. I was like, into sisters. (laughs) <laughs> in the sisters <laughs> what are you saying all right yeah so this scene this scene is actually at a refinery in washington state okay yeah i think it's hilarious how like they they never tell you where the motel is in the location section on imdb but the refinery but the refinery uh jimmy's pissing scene is listed yeah uh, i guess they don't show the radio i wonder if it's anything is listed I wonder if it's listed in the script. The radio? Like more timestamps of things or like um, like the moon came up and it was March. I don't know. I didn't write the damn thing. I don't know. How long do we think, how much time do we think has passed between this and when Gary finally comes to town? Because we know Gary came to town in March, right? Yeah, I would, I would say maybe a week. A week? She's not there that long. All right, they're fighting. There goes his hand. All right. It's like that scene like when, in like a detective show. Enhance, enhance. It says something fuel right Mm -hmm. and do we think that means anything (laughs) all right if we're thinking about the prop department of a movie you don't think they would just slap fuel on something to get the point across like real quick yes (laughs) all right i think that could be like a gas receipt or something maybe to show how much they've been driving to make sense in my mind anyway it would make sense gas dunkin donuts any kind of food bags like all trash that they've accumulated on this long drive that's what's there i think that's i think that's a gas receipt I think that could be a gas receipt. And they also have Dunkin' Donuts attached to gas stations. So it could very well be like 
fill up and and get your donuts type deal get a coffee get a donut i think it's fuel i think that makes sense if they were driving and getting gas i think that would make sense what do you guys think there are no words that end in thule <laughs> it's fuel christy it's fuel. It's fuel. all right i'm good with that it's fuel let's get off this roller coaster all right okay look at this look at this screenshot so this is like right after they actually kill jimmy in the car look at the moon then it looks even angrier than it did before Mm -hmm. would you still consider that blood a blood moon yeah it's got like a red tint to it all right yeah above the new jersey turnpike does the moon show up in this scene when they get to the house let's see i don't care what it comes back as as long as it comes back with a pulse (laughs) all right so no moon just panning interesting that it's not brighter outside if it's a full moon right i guess it's pretty bright but it's not red also the the weather like the sky the clouds could be it could be completely overcast by the time they get to massachusetts i mean it is a five hour difference and that rain is coming because it starts raining when they bury him right right yeah because it was raining in new jersey new york when they were there right the ground was wet Mm -hmm. completely like right after a fresh rain i wonder if they're beating the storm it makes its way up the coast yeah dude this makes perfect freaking sense we're geniuses (laughs) we're on point today we're genius fuel fuel (laughs) those scissors by the way are awful dude we just have to watch this movie and do a commentary on it we gotta stop i know wait wait did you still want to see if there's like a moon in when they're burying him um yeah sure might as well all right so let's fast forward this a little bit here we go all right there we go okay we see the ring we see all the lights in the house look at that backlit house holy shit it's beautiful isn't it man he must have been fucking cold yeah man that was only like his second role was it yeah they saw him in a movie called kosovo oh and right they were like we like him we like and the he fucking barely spoke english we like the dracula cowboy smash, smash 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 yeah i don't think there's a moon in this scene i don't think they ever show the sky here do they okay i don't know but the rain is done yes the rain's done. It's bright out. You can see shadows. Right. Once they go back inside the house, maybe they do a pan, a quick pan of the sky. I don't know. Yeah, I thought they just zoomed out a little bit. It's crazy, like how many times you could watch this movie and still not pick stuff out. Till we're just totally watching it with new eyes. Yeah, because it's amazing. Like when you actually pay attention to certain things, the stuff that you find. Mm-hmm. All right, so they're packing it up. They're going inside. Let's see. Do they pan to the moon after they get in the door? All right, so there's no moon when they're actually burying him, um, but we do see a flash of the moon. I just want to watch the movie. I know. (laughs) But we do see a flash of the moon when right after Jimmy passes out in the car and Jillian is kind of pacing outside of the car. Mm -hmm. They're still kind of in the refinery section of the New Jersey Turnpike. Okay. (laughs) So so we think, right? (laughs) I had this. I was like, why did no one in Dunkin' Donuts call the police? For hitting her? Well, yeah. yeah. So so I was like, well, this proves my even more that this might very well be New York. Everyone keeps to themselves. And I could totally see people standing by not wanting to get involved. The general unspoken rule in New York is do not make eye contact. Do not engage. <laughs> <laughs> I saw nothing. Yeah, that's exactly the attitude of New Yorkers. Like, that's awful. It is awful. Ugh. You might get like that one like angel in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, New Yorkers are pretty much dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Survival of the fittest. Basically. I loved your theory. Do you have anything else? Do you think Jimmy was waiting in the car for her this entire time? Just like 
wait just waiting to catch her trying to escape and how long do we think he was actually just sitting in that backseat hiding waiting for her (laughs) i think it might be like a little bit of a little bit of him trying to sleep off being drunk or continuing to be drunk or like in the past because she's slipped away before like when he's been out and he didn't want her getting away again so he's like i'm just gonna hang out in the car that way she's not going anywhere i can sleep it off and if she tries she's fucked you know yeah man that sucks like so toxic well well yeah that and also like why wouldn't they just get a cab back to wherever maybe she doesn't have any cash with her like if he's really controlling her then he has the money but here's the thing like sally she flew there right why not just go back to the airport and both of them get on a plane and get back to the house in an hour and a half they were trying to get in the taxi remember and then she needed her necklace so she went to the car wait a minute Remember, she's, they're going to get into the taxi. The taxi was waiting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which makes even more, like, no sense. Like, did Sally never pay the taxi driver if he was waiting? Well, not only that, don't you think he would have at some point been like, where the fuck are these girls? And, like, maybe even, like, driven to the car and just seen where they were, the taxi driver? Do you think he saw them go over to that car? I don't know. Maybe she paid him when he, when she got out and was like, hang tight because I'll be back and I need another, I need to get out of here. So maybe he's like, I already have my money. Oh. I might as well go. True, maybe. That's I'm not waiting around for these bitches. Wait, I never noticed that the car was actually, there was a running taxi. Yeah, they're about to get in the car and she looks up, she's holding the door and she looks up and she's like, there's blood on the moon. And she's like, I need my tiger's eye, I'll be right back. Yeah, And she yeah, runs yeah. to the Jimmy's car. All right, I'm rewatching this scene. Okay. <laughs> I'm rewatching for when they get, Okay, so they're walking out of the building. The original taxi, it has blue doors, right? Or just a blue bottom. Like the door she's hanging on to. Okay, I was wondering if it was blue. Continuity. I know. Okay, that's a yellow top, right? Is that? That's a yellow top. What the hell? Okay. But there's no little taxi little thing on top. Like the light up bubble. The one that pulled up had a light up bubble? Yeah. Maybe it's just out of frame. She is getting into a back seat. Is that the back? That's the back door it looks like maybe? There are no lights in that car when she opened the door, by the way. Right. That's fucking sketchy. Yeah. But they're not getting into Jimmy's car is my my thought. Right. All right. Yeah. So they never show it. So we, we, we do see that the top is yellow. So it could very well be another taxi. Yeah. All right. We'll go with that theory. <laughs> Dude, that was a fucking wild ride. So much to unpack here, though. I like... feel like I've just gotten off the Jersey Turnpike with my <laughs> life intact. Christina, if you ever visit New Jersey, I'll take you for a nice little ride down the New Jersey Turnpike. No, thank you. No, thank you. The smell is amazing. I've been on the Mass Turnpike, but not the Jersey Pike. I'll get you a Dunkin' Donuts. I'll get you the jelly donut with the cream. (laughs) Then hit me in the face. And then I'll punch you in the face. And it'll be (laughs) the best trip you've ever had. All right. right, Let's, let's. We're going to keep going. Let's wrap it up. I guess we'll wrap up this theory here. Okay. And, okay. Uh, we'll get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. We just thought, I just thought that was so fascinating to not discuss. And like all that little stuff I've never noticed before. <laughs> it, uh, it's all coming together. Right? Yeah. Now what a doozy. Not a breath. That was all I had for you for this episode. You, The rest is all you, boo. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love I love just watching the movie with you and this definitely solidifies that we will just sit down and watch the movie and do a commentary and the thing is we could watch it another dozen times Mm -hmm. and comment on something things completely different than the first five times you know right 
Yeah. Awesome. All right. If you guys are still here, we're going to talk about the blood moon and what it, and the scientific factors that go into why it looks the way it looks. All right. All right. Everybody take a deep breath. <laughs> I feel deflated. Deflated, but I feel like a satisfied. Deflated- well, yeah, I feel like a deflated balloon after going mm. like this for like an hour. <laughs> like I had a lot to say, but now I'm, I'm sad. Yeah, I'm satisfied. I You're going to sleep so well. <laughs> I had to get that off of my chest. I've been holding that in since Saturday night. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I have to talk about this. Okay. Remember the remember back when we could just talk about practical magic willy nilly, however we wanted, and we didn't have to like stop ourselves because they're like, oh, that's a that's an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much we're like, okay, stop marking me. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I'm so glad that you kept it to yourself. This was great. I'm so glad you kept it. Yeah. You're a good secret keeper. I'd be like, <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, if you guys have any theories about the location of that scene, send them to us. We'd like to know what what your thoughts are. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure we nailed it. Hopefully you nailed it, dude. I am a sleuth. You a sleuth. I will find you. Oh, you're part of the witness protection program. No, you're not. I will find you. (laughs) (laughs) There's a TikToker that does that. Really? That's like her comments are like, I bet you can't find where I live. And the lady's like, well, if you didn't post your fucking the front of your house on your Facebook, and this is where (laughs) you work and this is where your kids go to school. Like she finds people. It's fucking weird. It's well, so in your Marco before, weren't you just telling me about some some guy on TikTok that can pinpoint a Google map location like on the Isn't fly? Isn't that insane? Yeah, they'll send him just a little screenshot of a, a one road somewhere in the world. And this guy is like, the color of the dirt is this color and the sun is setting over here and that rock is this. And he's like, oh, it must be Turkey or something. And he'll yeah. zoom in, he'll Google zoom in. And then from there, he's like, oh, that's this mountain range. It must be here. And then he bloops himself down in the perfect spot for that screenshot where that screenshot was from that's a talent oh you're so how good. about we send him a screenshot of this motel and he could tell us exactly where the fuck it is i'll see what i can do yeah 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 <sighs> all right all right okay let's talk about some science all right so there are a few different interpretations of the phrase blood on the moon it could refer to the reddish appearance of the moon during a lunar eclipse uh, when the moon passes through earth's shadow and appears to take on a reddish or orange hue which it definitely was in the movie mm-hmm. this effect is caused by sunlight being scattered through the earth's atmosphere which gives it the the reddish color and the phrase blood on the moon could also be metaphorically referring to the sense of danger and violence in the air or to describe a situation that's tense or volatile which exactly what it says in the movie um i'm not sure if it ever says like when this turn of phrase came in into use okay but watching this movie that's always what i've thought is if there's a ring around it there's trouble now is that like a normal kind of meaning or interpretation like your typical muggle would associate it with that or is that like a witch thing the blood on the moon yeah like who who deems it i think it's a normal muggle thing really yeah, because we're going to get into the blood moon, like, conspiracy end of apocalypse end of the world <gasps> shit later on. Okay. Um, That some churches got into and... <laughs> this is a juicy episode. I'm so excited to talk about this. La Luna, she is our mother and our friend. This is from space.com and it says, A blood moon happens when, what we just said, the Earth's moon is in total lunar eclipse. While it has no special astronomical significance, the view in the sky is striking as the usually whitish moon becomes red or ruddy brown. Lunar eclipses can only happen during a full moon, when the sun fully illuminates the surface. 
Usually a full moon has no eclipse because the moon orbits in a slightly different plane than the Earth and the Sun. However, at times the planes coincide. Earth passes in between the moon and the sun and cuts off the sunlight, causing an eclipse. Which we should probably post like in our Instagram, like a visual of this, just because some people don't know. Right. So the last total lunar eclipse occurred November 8th, 2022. So pretty recently, producing a striking beaver blood moon, which thrilled observers around the world. And this is going to be the last blood moon until March 13th, going into the 14th uh next year 2025 so they're pretty rare it seems pretty rare okay so if earth partially blocks the sun and the darkest part of its shadow falls across the moon's surface it's called a partial eclipse right you will see a black shadow taking a bite out of the moon sometimes the moon passes through the lighter part of earth's shadow causing the prenumbral eclipse oh that's so hard to say. Only um, seasoned sky watchers will be able to tell the difference because the moon only darkens very slightly when this happens. During the full eclipse, however, something spectacular happens. The moon is fully in Earth's shadow. At the same time, a little bit of the light from Earth's sunrise and sunset on the disk of the planet falls on the surface of the moon. Because the light waves are stretched out, they look red. When the red light strikes the moon's surface, it also appears red. How the red moon appears can depend on how much pollution, cloud cover, and debris there is in the atmosphere. For example, if an eclipse takes place shortly after a volcanic eruption, the particles in the atmosphere will make the moon look darker than usual. Or if you're driving on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike where pollution is at an all-time high. Exactly. It can well, also look... <laughs> all those fumes coming out of the refinery, uh -huh. just in that, like exactly like light pollution, are just hanging out in that area. So viewing it from the earth, you're seeing it through all that haze and that smoke coming out of those definitely could yeah happen. and in that scene where she's where jillian's pacing outside of the car and like it just the moon and at that point when they flash to it and it, it looks so much darker and angrier than it did in the previous so, yeah because it's like right above the refinery and all the haze from all of that pollution i'm sure is making it right. look so much crazier than it than it so would've. here's a, a little theory like so when sally is writing her letter you do see the ring around the moon but it's yes. not a blood moon right yes um and then she gets her call and then she go like she's transporting herself into the eye of the storm basically mm. you know and the closer she gets to Cillian, Jillian's <laughs> situation, <laughs> the more things escalate, the angrier the moon is for sure. And then once they're back at the house, they don't see the moon anymore, you know, like right. that's like their safe haven. Right. While there are planets and moons all over the solar system, only Earth is lucky enough to experience lunar eclipses because its shadow is just large enough to cover the moon completely. The moon is slowly drifting away from our planet, which I did not know. I'm like, the fuck? So it's drifting away from our planet at roughly 1.6 inches or four centimeters a year. Like, what does that do to the tide? Right. That's crazy. And this situation won't persist forever. There are roughly two to four lunar eclipses every year, according to NASA, and each one is visible over about half of the Earth. Some ancient cultures didn't understand why the moon was turning red, and this caused fear. Couldn't see why not. At least one explorer, fucking Chris, Chris Columbia, Chris Columbus, <laughs> used this. How do you feel about it? Oh, we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, no, Use this to his advantage in 1504. And according to a skywatching columnist, Joe Rayo, Columbus and his crew were stranded on an island now known as Jamaica. At first, the Arawak people who lived there were welcoming, but over time, Columbus's crew grew restless and murdered and mobbed some of the natives. Understandably, the native people weren't eager to help the crew search for food, and Columbus realized famine was drawing near. Columbus had an almanac with him for telling when the next lunar eclipse would take place. 
Armed with this information, he told the Arawak that the Christian god was unhappy that Columbus and his crew received no food. God would turn the moon red as a symbol of his anger. This motherfucker. Yeah. Columbus said, okay, so he is basically telling the natives that because this is like a back to the future situation. Do you remember back to the future at all? Yeah. Marty McFly has like the, the baseball winners and he goes back in time and he knows all the winners and yeah. he wins money. Um, so this frightened the people and as the event took place, frightening the people, quote unquote, with great howling and lamentations came running from every direction to the ships laden with provisions, praying to the admiral to intercede with his God on their behalf, end quote, according to the account by Columbus's son, Ferdinand, this fucking guy. Yeah, that's such a fucked up thing to play on their fears like that because they know that the Native Americans, like they revered the moon and the sun as such sacred entities but like hey we're gonna murder and pillage your your land oh you're not gonna feed us let's yeah. scare the shit out of you and and manipulate you into doing right so. that's what i'm saying like they use their beliefs that the sun and the moon were these like all-knowing deities they use that against them to get what they want yeah that's real fucked up. all right go yeah. ahead you can go next all right all right so from wikipedia this is um, the Blood Moon Prophecy. On April 15, 2014, there was a total lunar eclipse, which was the first of four consecutive total eclipses in a series known as a tetrad. The second one took place on October 8, 2014, the third on April 4, 2015, and the fourth on September 28, 2015. It is the second of eight tetrads to take place during the 21st century AD. As with most lunar eclipses, the moon appeared red during the April 15, 2014 eclipse. Okay, so the red color is caused by Rayleigh scattering of sunlight through the Earth's atmosphere, the same effect that causes sunsets to appear red. The claim of... Wait, hold on. I have to look this up real quick. Like, what is a, Ray... a Rayleigh scattering? All right, so Rayleigh scattering, named after the 19th century British physicist Lord Rayleigh, is the predominantly elastic scattering of light or other electromagnetic radiation by particles much smaller than the wavelength of the radiation. Cool. For light frequencies, well below the resonance frequency of the scattering particle. No. <laughs> Wait. Are you going to put Phyllis. your... Where's Phyllis? Phyllis. Phyllis. <laughs> Come here, Phyllis. Phyllis. All right, Phyllis is here. For the light frequency, well below the resonance frequency of the scattering particle. The amount of scattering is inversely proportional to the fourth power of the wavelength. All right, that's all I got. It's a long article. Bye, um, Phyllis. We'll link it below, we'll but Phyllis just had to give us her two cents. So. Thank you, Phyllis. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the article. The claim of a blood moon being a sign of the beginning of the end times originates in the book of Joel, where it is written, the sun will turn into darkness and the moon into blood. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes, this prophecy repeated by Peter during Pentecost, as stated in the book of Acts, oh, the Acts of the Apostles. Though Peter says that the day of Pentecost, not a future date, was the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy. The blood moon also is prophesied in the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 11 through 13, where verse 12 states, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. Thus spurring the blood moon prophecies. The blood moon prophecies were a series of prophecies by Christian preachers John Hagee and Mark Biltz. I didn't see what their actual, how many prophecies they had about this. 
Like, is this a Marshall Applewhite situation? Like, I didn't look into it. Yeah, man. I'm sure it's probably bananas. It's probably a rabbit hole. It's probably bananas as shit. And it probably (laughs) is very culty. Like, whoever believes this shit is like, sure, I'll have some Kool-Aid. Yeah. It was Flavor-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid. Flavor-Aid. Do you want to tell us about spiritual, the spiritual history, since you covered the biblical history? Okay. So the appearance of a blood moon has had spiritual meaning throughout history. The ancient Incans and Mesopotamians believed the blood moon was an omen portending death and overthrow of the king. Some Native American tribes believe that the blood moon meant that the moon needed care. Islamic cultures view the phenomenon as a time for special prayers. The blood moon took on a spiritual meaning more widely in 2013 as the blood moon prophecy was picked up by media channels and shared widely. Christian preachers interpreted a series of prophecies in the Bible that spoke of the end of days following a specific sequence of lunar and solar eclipses. As the term blood moon became widely known, it prompted intense interest in widespread examination of the phenomenon. Um, is this talking about the rapture? Remember? I think so. Y- yeah. The, ap- okay. the the end of days. Apocalypse. Yeah. I remember in 2013 when that whole like rapture thing was taking place. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was right around my mom's birthday and like all my cousins and my brother were over. Yeah. And we actually like wrote a little film about the rapture, but we titled it the raptor and throughout the whole <laughs> movie just like this invisible (laughs) raptor was going around and attacking everybody and it was we made it black and white like an old school zombie movie it's hysterical i'm gonna have to show you this because it's you have it still oh my patreon here you come i never posted it anywhere because my cousin is in it and he's with his ex-girlfriend at the time and i can't wait to see this i can't wait to see this somebody else now so I, i can't post it anywhere because like he's he got really salty about it when i mentioned like possibly like posting it so i never posted it but i'll show it to you <laughs> we can just do a play-by-play it's so funny okay but anyway so clearly the blood moon sparks curiosity and the imagination of many including me and my cousins that one year the we raptor a, we wrote a whole friggin' b movie about it oh my gosh kim can you make a, a meme that's the rapture the rapture raptor the rapture raptor So blood moon is a descriptive phrase for a total lunar eclipse that takes place during the full moon. The reddish color, though ominous, is simply a result of a scattering of sunlight through the Earth's atmosphere, similar to what happens during sunsets that appear red, which I think we said that before, too. I don't think I paid attention during that portion of science class. Like, I don't get anything about, like, light rays Mm. and, like, the the Pink Floyd album is basically my knowledge, you know, of how... (laughs) light (gasps) the dark side of the moon yeah yeah (laughs) that's hilarious so i i don't know anything about light rays no i do i don't think i know much about it either i just think space is really cool is space real is it is it is it though from the conversation.com in ancient mesopotamia a lunar eclipse was considered a direct assault on the king given their ability to predict an eclipse with reasonable accuracy they would put in place a proxy king for its duration someone considered to be oh. expendable Damn. it was not a popular job oh my god they would pose as the monarch while the real king would go into hiding and wait for the eclipse to pass the proxy king would then conveniently disappear and the old king be reinstated. So what if like that guy is probably perfectly fine, but then they just like, they just ostracize him and like ship him out or kill him. It sounds like. 
Yeah. To continue the perpetuated whatever. So a misleading history regarding the blood moon is returning once more to blood. Christianity has equated lunar eclipses with the wrath of God and often associates them with the crucifixion of Jesus. It is notable that Easter is the first Sunday after the first full moon of spring. Fucking pagan as shit. Ensure that's why it's on a different date every year. If you haven't noticed, it just follows the moon cycle. Ensuring that an eclipse can never fall on Easter Sunday, a potential mark of judgment day. That is so crazy. Yeah. That is so fucking crazy. Dude, so do you ever know the judgment card of the tarot? It's pretty much the the rapture, isn't it? Aren't all the figures just like waiting to be lifted into back up to the heavens? Oh, I didn't notice. Really? Do you have your deck right there? Or I guess I could Google it. The Rider Waite. Because I'm pretty sure, because like, like the judgment card is, I thought it, I always thought it was about judgment day because it looks like the ascension. Like everybody's just standing there like waiting to be lifted. <laughs> waiting on the bus. Waiting on the bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. It's like, it's a little angel. He's blasting like, the sworn and all the little naked babies are like, take me up. They're like, beat me, me up, Scotty. Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> exactly. All right. Anyway. Our rap- rapture raptor has to be saying but rapture raptor dude i'm gonna show you this film you're gonna die laughing it's so stupid it's so stupid it's funny so this refers back to the pastors we were just talking about or the ministers indeed the term blood moon was popularized in 2013 following the release of the book four blood moons by christian minister john hagee which we mentioned before he promotes the apocalyptic belief known as the blood moon prophecies highlighting a lunar sequence of four total eclipses that occurred in 2014 and 15 hagee notes that all four fell on jewish holidays which has happened only three times before each apparently marked by a bad event I wonder what those bad events were. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. The prophecy was uh, dismissed by Mike Moore. He was the general secretary of Christian Witness to Israel in 2014. But the term is still regularly used by the media and has become a worrying cinnamon. A worrying cinnamon. Worrying cinnamon. (laughs) Worrying cinnamon for lunar eclipse. (laughs) Given the enduring superstition, it is profoundly unhelpful for the science uh, communicators to try to remind everybody that the so-called blood moon is nothing to be feared. It may be impressive, but it may be the longest for a century, but it is simply an eclipse. So by using the term blood moon, we are combining superstition with science. As the Hindu folktale of Rahu provides a legendary description of lunar orbital mechanics. The blood moon attracts interest in the sky and the lunar... Oh my god. <laughs> cinnamon got me. I was I was good until cinnamon. <laughs> worry, right. worry cinnamon. Okay, we got this. We're almost done. We're almost at our break. Okay. The blood moon attracts interest in the sky and the lunar eclipses, but rather than awaiting doom and destruction, we can better view it along the lines of the Islamic interpretation as a monumental illustration of the fascinating and real motions of our solar system. Fucking science. Science, bro. bro. We need like a t-shirt or a meme that says science, bro. Science, bro. With a blood moon on it. With a blood moon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I told you that I went to like a blood moon, a wolf sanctuary on the blood moon for my dad's birthday. Oh, for your dad's birthday. That was fucking wild. It was wild. They had like an actual Native American um, people of the descent, like dressed up in their traditional garb. And they did did a, a dance around a campfire, dude. It was so magical. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I felt like I was in Dances with Wolves. You said it was in PA? Yeah, yeah, it was like right past Lancaster, L- Lancaster, Lancaster, Amish, Amish country. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's where it was. That's crazy. It was nuts. 
Really cool. Yeah, I think I, I wrote an article about it for I used to do a uh, digital magazine. Let me see if I could find it real quick while you're talking. Sure. Can we put that on Patreon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, dude. Ooh. All right, guys, we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we have our card pull from the Inner Witch Oracle deck, courtesy of Grounded by the Moon, not sponsored. And we're going to just talk about spiritual meanings of the blood moon, how it can relate to your life, your practice, your witchcraft, and what to do during a blood moon to make it a little easier if you find it a little difficult to get through. So stick around. We'll be right back. Yeehaw. You're listening to Magnolia Street Podcast. All right, welcome back. Justina, you got your deck? I do. I think there is actually a Blood on the Moon card. So the actual card is the beautiful red moon. Very pretty. All right, so the keyword on this card says destiny. Also, it says fate. So destiny and fate. So the interpretation in the book says, Turn to the moon and call upon her guidance and magic. Follow the light of the moon and let her guide your way. She is offering you a message. You should not resist or fight. This is your destiny. Know that you are on the right path. Listen to the moon and be ready to accept the next important step coming into your life. Your path is paved and ready. You just need to find it. Engage with this divine energy to continue pushing ahead. The universe is not only protecting you, but it is walking alongside you, assisting you, and supporting your actions. Don't fight your destiny. Embrace it. And the mantra on this card is, I follow the illuminated path before me. So the whole line that says, don't fight your destiny, embrace it, that kind of reminds me of the tower card a little bit because Mm. the tower card, we know, is kind of like a blessing in disguise as chaos and disaster and disruption, but it's a foundation that kind of needs to be rocked and crumbled down so you can rebuild, Yeah. right? So the blood on the moon kind of was that, I think, for the girls. Yeah, it was an omen for this disaster, this shitstorm that was about to occur. But ultimately, it got Jimmy out of Jillian's life. She was able to kind of remove herself from that toxic situation and kind of rebuild her life from the ground up, focusing on herself. Like at the end of the movie, we see her, she's single. She doesn't have a love interest. She's happy just holding her radishes in a garden. Mm -hmm. Jimmy free, man free. (laughs) For the first time in her life, we see her as a single person, Mm -hmm. just enjoying her life, excited about what's to come, finding herself. Basically, Sally's come back to Jesus moment of like, shit, now I have to clean up this mess. And the only way I know how to do this is with magic, even if I'm bad at it. You know, that's probably her first foray into magic for a long time yeah so yeah i i just think like the the blood on the moon in the movie symbolizes yeah the shit's about to hit the fan the tower card Mm -hmm. this shit's gonna crumble to the ground but the girls inevitably they picked up the pieces and they were able to rebuild this sisterly bond from the ground up this (laughs) this bond that they haven't had for years because jillian is just so used to running away yeah they were basically piecing it back together though with like scotch tape yeah 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 and then at the end when she has to when they have to take care of the curse that's when they get the 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 super glue involved right right yeah but this whole process kind of forced them to rebuild their relationship as sisters Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. rebuild who they are as Mm -hmm. women as witches coming to questioning everything yeah coming to terms with who they really are owning who they are at this point owning their mistakes even though they don't go to jail for it so they don't completely own it but (laughs) it's okay it's okay but i mean you know, they had Gary on their side, so it's all good. Fucking but, Gary. But yeah, so I think Blood on the Moon just symbolizes the tower and crumbling the foundation and rebuilding and, you know, following your fate and not shying away from it 
which it says, don't turn away from your fate and your destiny. Own it. Ride that wave, man. Yeah. Ride the wave. Yeah. Beautiful car. Thank you. All right, man. Ready for some spiritualism involved with the blood moon? Yeah, man. This is from spiritualityhealth.com. And it says, an eclipsing of the brilliance of the moon allows for an exploration of the subconscious or hidden layers of our emotional and spiritual aspects. The spiritual meaning of the blood moon is the opening of the path to explore what is often referred to as our darker side. I just learned getting that astrology reading done that like your Lilith sign is the dark side of the moon. And I didn't know that. Oh, shit. It's like that, that the back side of the moon. Like That's beautiful. So is that the side that you expose when you do your shadow work? Yes. Wow. That's your shadow work side. Your Lilith. I like it. <laughs> and this includes emotions such as rage, shame, and grief. These emotions are not widely acknowledged in our culture, and yet they exist. When we honor both the brilliance and the shadows that make up this reality of our human existence, we open ourselves to a deeper and more profound place of relating to life and to the sentient beings that surround us. This idea is seen in the ancient Chinese symbol of duality known as yin and yang. By honoring both the light and the dark, the masculine and the feminine, and the models of action, oh, excuse me, and are you just letting me read and not correcting me at all this time, this go around? You yelled at me the last time. You said, I got it. <laughs> got it. I was like, you got to let me try. So I'm letting you try. I know. Let's see if she catches. Okay, wait. Uh, and the modes of action and of rest we allow in the truth of the world. Okay. I am sweating my taint off. <laughs> Blood moons and their spiritual meanings are a reminder that there is immense power and intelligence that can be found in the shadows if we have the courage to explore with discernment and free from judgment. Looking to embrace the power of the blood moon, they say that you can try this blood moon meditation, which we will link. And I, I skimmed through it. It is beautiful. So give that a look when you can. Nice. All right. So I didn't mean to yell at you. No, it's, that's fine. I'm kidding. <laughs> How am I gonna um, learn? I'm fucking with you. Um, I'm I'm still gonna correct you. I'll give. Okay. <laughs> All right. So from theintuitivejourney.com in the book of Joel, this Joel guy again. He's coming back. <laughs> He's coming back. In the book of Joel, Bible, chapter 2, verse 31, Acts 2, verse 20. <laughs> I'm a horrible Catholic. You're good. It has been written, the sun will turn into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And Revelation 6, 12 says, I watched as he opened the sixth seal. Ooh, the sixth seal. That sounds... Are those the seals of Solomon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. There was a great earthquake the sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair and the whole moon turned blood red the only spooky thing about the concept of the blood moon is its red color the blood that it brings is actually said to bring prosperity into your life it gives rise to new beginnings and puts an end to all the blockages from your life the bible itself suggests that after the blood moon is the end of negativity after which jesus christ was born again if you dealing with toxic relationships or unhealthy job environment or maybe struggling to take a massive decision in your life the arrival of the blood moon will help you figure out all your life's decisions and will bring a positive change into your life there are a few zodiac signs who will be the most benefited by this natural phenomenon and that kind of goes back to the card that we just read right um figuring out your life's decisions kind of following that destiny instead of resisting it so then you can in turn bring that positive change into your life again this goes back to the girls kind of breaking free from those old toxic behavioral traits decisions any kind of thing that they're 
you know, doing that isn't bringing their true destiny, things that aren't really contributing to their life's purpose. It just sucks um, that they had to kill a man in order to fucking figure this out. I know. But anyway, but does that but does that mean that the world is short a man like Jimmy Angelo? <laughs> <laughs> it's not for you or me to decide <laughs> how he should be punished. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, he has been punished. (laughs) So does it say at the end of that article what the zodiac signs are that I don't think so I'll click on it really quick all right you you click on that I'll finish this little blurb here so it says the blood moon brings chaos disruption and change in astrology again the tower card and the tower Mm -hmm. because they require a full moon and a total lunar eclipse to occur blood moons amplify the already strong powers of the lunar cycle the full moon symbolizes sudden illumination hidden information rising to the surface Lilith again and -hmm. shifts in your inner life meanwhile lunar eclipses are like cosmic whirlwinds of change and chance add the rust color of the blood moon and you get a lunation that's associated with violence and disturbances in nature despite its eerie associations the blood moon doesn't have to bring negativity like all eclipses in astrology think of this moon as a time of change ultimately you have control over whether or not the change is positive there are about two lunar eclipses every year and about one in three of those eclipses are total lunar eclipses with the potential for a blood moon as we said before blood moons are very rare the next one's not for like another three years so dang yeah all right so did you find out if there's what the zodiac signs were that's benefited by the phenomena it did not say on that site however yahoo says um tauruses leos scorpios aquarians and i think that's it okay um so i will copy and paste this and then if you are one of those you can read why (laughs) do your own research do your own research (laughs) all right why don't you tell us what can we do during a blood moon what do we what should we do so let's go to WikiHow. so you're going to want to re-examine the relationships in your life eclipses are a time to consider shifts in the interpersonal dynamics since the illumination from the full moon will give you a new perspective you might start to see the true colors of the people around you Ask yourself whether your relationships feel balanced in terms of effort and energy. I wonder if there was a blood moon happening when I went through my big old upheaval last year. Oh, we're gonna have oh! to we're gonna have to reference re-reference that. <laughs> call up a that. friend and check in with yourself after the call. Do you feel energized or drained? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Meditate and journal. The silence brought by the lunar eclipses, belief moments, brief mo- oh, fuck me. <laughs> eclipses, brief moments of darkness might make you feel uneasy. Even all the birds and animals go quiet. However, remember, silence can be a good thing. Use the blood moon as a time for reflection and contemplation, since lunar eclipses can bring our deepest thoughts and feelings to the surface. Again, Lilith. Give thanks to the people around you. In the past, people would use the blood moon as a time to honor the gods through animal or human sacrifice. To honor the blood moon's history of ritual sacrifice in a nonviolent way, take a moment to recognize what others have given up for you. Call up your parents or important mentors to thank them. Oh, I like this one. For what they've done, donate to a local charity that supports veterans or volunteers with an organization to help out those in need. You can reconnect with the things that make you feel alive. Blood is the universal symbol of life. So use this time to check in with your energy levels and passions. What's draining you these days? Is there anything you want to actively pursue? Note down anything that comes to mind and tackle your goals after the eclipse is over. Create a vision board of hobbies or activities you wish you could do more often. Wait to start new projects, though. The unstable nature of the blood moon's energy can lead to inauspicious starts. 
Even ancient cultures all around the world associated the blood moon with uncertainty and fear. So it's no surprise the blood moon can leave you feeling unsettled. While it's best to let go of effort and simply let the blood moon pass, again, riding out that wave. If you do feel the need to work, focus on something you've already started. Uh, and lastly, avoid charging your crystals at this time. There are crystals you can work with that we're going to cover later on that could help, but you don't need to charge those suckers into the blood moon. Mm. The potentially violent, chaotic energy of the blood moon is powerful. Wait to charge your crystals until the blood moon is over so you can be sure they channel only positive stable energy interesting oh the folklore is coming up take are us into folklore are man you guys ready for some folklore folk it up let's folk this up right now oh my so. gosh i like that i want to folk it up let's folk this up kim <laughs> yeah. oh my god she's probably so tired of us being like kim get on it no she's got a list i know her. i know <laughs> she, i know yeah she, she probably does awesome so for many ancient civilizations the blood moon came with evil intent the ancient inca people interpreted the deep red coloring as a jaguar attacking and eating the moon they believed that the jaguar war might then turn its attention to earth so the people would shout shake their spears and make their dogs bark and howl hoping to make enough noise to drive the jaguar away that's an interesting one wow yeah that's like the fox and the cactus with the claws remember that yeah in ancient mesopotamia a lunar eclipse was considered a direct assault on the king oh we read we read this one the proxy king oh okay it's yeah, okay yeah. all right yeah so we basically read this one before the whole proxy king some expendable joe schmo would pose <laughs> as a monarch the real pussy ass king would go hide the pussy king Pussy kid, <laughs> Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Dude, did you see? Did you ever see that Sex in the City episode with Mr. Pussy? No. Oh my God, it's hilarious. Okay, go watch it. Okay. Are you typically a Sex in the City fan? I've seen it. Yeah, I don't remember it at all though. I really love that show. I've seen every episode like a million times over. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a whole episode with with that with that guy. Um, anyway, moving on from ancient Mesopotamia because we already kind of touched on that before. Moving on to Hinduism, some Hindu folk tales interpret lunar eclipses as the result of the demon Rahu drinking the elixir of immortality. Twin deities, the sun and moon, promptly decapitate Rahu, but having consumed the elixir, Rahu's head remains immortal. What? Yikes. Mm. Seeking revenge, Rahu's head chases the sun and moon to devour them. If he catches them, we have an eclipse. Wow. Rahu swallows the moon, which reappears out of his severed neck. That's like a, is that like a Hindu groundhog day? That's <laughs> sweet. I love that. If Rahu sees his shadow, he goes back into his hole for, right? Yeah. In Islamic cultures, eclipses tend to be interpreted without superstition. In Islam, the sun and moon represent deep respect for Allah. So, during an eclipse, special prayers are chanted, including a Salat al-Kusuf, a prayer on a lunar eclipse. It both asks Allah's forgiveness and reaffirms Allah's greatness. So we're going back to India now. For many people in India, a lunar eclipse bears ill fortune. Food and water are covered and cleansing rituals are performed. Pregnant women especially should not eat or carry out household work in order to protect their unborn child. Interesting tidbit about pregnancy in the in Indian culture, especially with uh, death rites or death mm -hmm. rituals. If you are pregnant... In the Indian culture, you cannot attend a funeral. Oh, wow. Yeah. They take that seriously, too. Right? Yeah. So basically, when Avi's father passed away, if I was pregnant, I couldn't even go to his father's funeral. Could he have gone? He could go. I, okay. I would not be okay. able because that's pregnant, rough. The pregnant woman, I guess, is considered unsacred. Dude, that, that that attaches like a lot of guilt. What if like you, right. like if it was your father, like if your father passed away and as a woman you were pregnant and couldn't go to your own father's Same. funeral, Same like thing. that has attached so much guilt. 
yeah to that baby yeah oh let's talk Again, going back to placenta bondage, generational curses, yeah. uh, trauma from your parents. Trauma from within. Pass through the umbilical cord. It's from the thing. hacienda. Look it up. John O'Keeney, Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So this says a friendlier face. But not all eclipse myths are beset by such malevolence. The Native America Hoopa and Luiseno tribes from California believe that the moon was wounded or ill. After the eclipse, the moon would then need healing either by the moon's wives or by tribesmen. The Luiseno, for example, would sing and chant healing songs toward the darkened moon. Altogether, more uplifting is the legend of the Baramaliba people in Togo and Benin in Africa. Traditionally, they view a lunar eclipse as a conflict between sun and moon, a conflict that the people must encourage them to resolve. It is therefore a time for old feuds to be laid to rest, a practice that has remained until this day. So I love like, that. Yeah, the, the, the conflict between sun and moon, that's another kind of like light versus dark, yin and yang mm-hmm. moment kind of thing. It's like mommy and daddy are fighting. We have to, we have <laughs> yeah. to play nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we have a tarot spread, um, and this is by Malumir R. Logan of Acorn and Burdock.ca. If tarot is your thing at this time, again, don't you know, not recommended to charge your crystals, and there are other forms of work you can do. And this was a spread, they had a three card spread just trying to map out how you could maybe get through this turbulent time. There's also a five card spread that one I saw on Pinterest. So I don't really, I don't remember the source, but I think I linked it. So if you're looking to do a little shorty spread, here's what you can do. You're going to shuffle your cards, put your energy into them, feel, feel that blood moon. You can even do this outside. I think that would be fucking witchy as hell. And the Three cards you're going to concentrate on as you're pulling. The first card is going to represent the obscured, and that is what you need to acknowledge during that time. The second card is going to represent surfacing. Now that you know what you need to acknowledge, what can you do differently? And the third card will be representing expansiveness. How will you bless both yourself and others as a result of this change that you're going to make. And then if you want to do a slightly bigger spread, this entails using five cards. So the first card you're going to put down is going to represent who you are before this eclipse. The second card is how will this energy affect you? The third card will be what you need to remember. The fourth card is what you should do. And the fifth card will be who you are afterward. So give those a shot and circle back around. Ne- what is it? Ne- next year, March. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Keep what is in it? Your like back pocket. Three years. Set a Google reminder. Tell Google or Siri. Set a reminder next year. Thirteenth, fourteenth. Yeah. I think March. Oh yeah. I'm thinking. Spread. Wow. We're already in 2023. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I typically love. I mean, love doing shadow work and any kind of like tarot journaling, tarot card pulls, tarot spreads during the full moon. We still do them in my full moon group on uh, my Facebook community. And it's just great to just take that time to just get a little introspective because like, you know, we're all busy. Months fly by. Mm-hmm. But if you could just take that one night out of your entire month to just quiet down, quiet the noise and just get a little introspective and just check in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great practice to to do your full moon tarot pulls and tarot journaling. It's a great practice to incorporate. If you don't typically have like a magical practice on the day to day, because yeah, we we're busy witches these days. <laughs> it's nice to just, you know, do that one little check-in throughout the month. If that's all you can put toward your magical practice right now, at least just like reserve that time for yourself to do that. And we kind of realize with our book club, not everybody listening is a practicing witch. 
which is cool. So it's a really good way to just to check in because speaking from myself, I have such a tunnel vision throughout the month that if I'm going to be doing full moon, I just started journaling again. And like, if I have like a month in between full moon to full moon, like sometimes I feel like I haven't gone anywhere. Like I haven't progressed or gotten anything done all month. And then like, if I have a way to look back at the last full moon and where I was, it's perfect. Like I think journaling is very, especially for a Gemini that has so much happening in my mind. I need an outlet. So you have enough happening in your mind for two people, right? Because you're this loud in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Take us into crystals. Okay, so even though this says that you should not charge your crystals during the full blood moon, this article, my email dot wait, what? (laughs) My email dot (laughs) constantcontact.com. Um Anyway, we have this source linked. We will link it down below. This article suggests some crystals that you can work with, I guess, during the full blood moon. Just don't charge them during this time. So, water-based selenite is associated with the tides during a full moon. Wear or carry a piece of selenite to help your emotions to move, especially if you feel old emotions being dredged up, so you can free yourself from the past. Mm. Black moonstone helps you to deal with shadow emotions that arise at the full moon. Protective Black Moonstone opens you to the higher energies of your spiritual guidance. Place it around your home to welcome in abundance. Morganite invokes feelings of peace and joy. It is a stone of unconditional love and goddess energy. Morganite is beneficial to those of us who may feel anxious and stretched thin during the full moon. Was it just that? No, it wasn't a full moon. The full moon's coming up again. I was just going to say the past week, because you remember how I was this past week. I just like was like, ah! Um... <laughs> I feel like it was the full moon, but it was just like, I was just getting my period. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing, yeah. right? Same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the tides have been flowing. I feel like if you're not in sync with the full moon and you get your period like kind of like away from the full moon, it's like two full moons in one month. Oh, I'm so sorry. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm like forcing not... my body to sync up with the moon. I'm like, no, you better wait. I feel like for a while I was synced with with the full moon. I'm not at this point, but mm-hmm. I feel like this past period, I feel like it was having a second full moon in the month because- But you also started working out a lot more. You're right. So that, that'll change it. Yeah. And your diet, right? Yeah. Well, my diet hasn't changed too much. But <laughs> I still had mac and cheese last night. Let's be I honest. I believe in you. <laughs> well, anyway, I've been trying. I'm trying though. You're doing good. All right, so Labradorite is a protective stone. As you experience the blood moon energy, wear or carry a piece of Labradorite. Use the stone to help you stimulate your intuition and help with synchronicity. And then you put a little note here. It says, even though Garnet is tied to like friendship and healing, as an artist, I would correlate the color of Garnet with the blood moon. Yeah, I would agree with that. That really rich, deep, root red. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know if this wasn't on here, but Argonite. It's like a little red raw cluster. Um, cool. Those are really red and, and beautiful. Argonite? Yeah. Cool. I think it's A-R-A-G-O-N-I-T, something like that. And then also, I don't know if you would put snowflake obsidian on here. I've heard snowflake Ooh. obsidian is great to work with for shadow work mm. as well. Beautiful. Because like, it's like such like a cloudy stone. Mm-hmm. I think I heard somewhere that does it have like flecks of white in it? Yeah, yeah. Also, reminds me of like stars in a sky. Also, yeah, yeah. So it's a black stone with a little. They look like snowflakes. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're supposed to alleviate a cloudy disposition. Oh, like I love that. Feeling cloudy, you let that stone up. kind of absorb that cloudiness, so you you can have a clear head about a situation. I love it. 
Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. And then uh, the animal you can try to connect with at this time during the blood moon is the owl. The owl is associated with mystery, mysticism, magic, the moon, and the feminine energies. And it's so appropriate at the time of the full moon. Owls represent wisdom and healing knowledge. I love me a little owl. I know. So cute. We'll touch back on journaling again really quick. Here's some journaling prompts. I didn't make up like a page for this. Just, you know, if you want to make a page up because your your other page was really beautiful. Okay. Um, so these, these, are, are, these are your journaling prompts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So some journaling prompts you could look into is who am I now at the time of the full moon? What relationships feel supportive in my life at this time? What do I want to admit to myself? Or not. What- or not. Yeah. What are you having trouble yeah. grasping? Right. You know, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid to release? When do I feel most empowered? Who do I feel most empowered around? This That was a big one. Yeah. That was like a big one this year. It's you. Oh, <laughs> you're my person. You too. Um, and lastly, what daily practice might I bring into um, support this next chapter of my life? Right. So there you go. There's some some prompts for you. Yeah. And also like going back to that question, who do I feel most empowered around? When do I feel most empowered? It's really important to surround yourself with people that do empower you. You don't want to surround yourself with people who they're like kind of cheering you on, but you could tell it's like kind of phony. Those people don't have your best interests at hand. And whether you believe in this or not, that's some form of spiritual sabotage i feel like mm-hmm. whether they intend to or not whenever somebody doubts you that negative energy encapsulates whatever it is you're trying to accomplish or trying to do plus into bondage plus into bondage and then you just you kind of have their bad juju their bad negative vibes hanging around your goals and all the things you're trying to accomplish Mm-hmm. And then at some point, they just sabotage it without even realizing it. Um, One time I was trying to like get this like band going and everything that we, we, you know, we were practicing for a few months, like trying to get our ducks in a row, trying to get out to play live shows, blah, 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 blah. So there was a little, not a tiff, but I saw my one of my ex-bass players at a wedding. Like I sat right next to him at a wedding and I was telling, he was like asking like what new projects I was working on and stuff like that. And I was telling him about this new cover band I have going on. And Avi was a little salty because like both me and our drummer from Stella Dura were kind of involved in this project and like Avi wasn't involved. So kind of a little salty and he's friends with my the ex-bass player from my mm-hmm. other band mm-hmm. so we were all we were all sat together at this wedding and my my ex-bass player was like and he was just being an, an idiot like he was he was joking around but like but was he, could, he but exactly but was he he was like mm-hmm. i hope this project falls through yeah and guess what that project fucking fell through that fucking Ooh. so in essence don't tell people what you're don't tell people what you're working on until it actually is happening but- yeah, don't, until it's solid. Don't tell people shit. Cause they Which will- I have a hard time. I'm like so stoked about something. And then if I tell somebody, I'm like, well, now I have to do it. Yeah. You know? But the thing, like, even if, what were we talking about? Um, When and, and who makes you feel empowered? What you were saying about, like, are they really, are they really empowering you? Or mm-hmm. are they coming at it from a more self-serving place? Or in my case that I had to fucking figure out was like, is this person going to keep count of the things that they've done for me? Right. Later on down the line, like tit you know, for tat kind of deal. Tit for tat. Like if, oh, I supported you in this. Okay. I appreciate that. But right. it, it, are they going to be that kind of person that always is trying to balance those scales of, right. oh, I did this for you. Yeah. So really examining relationships during the blood moon is great. 
I remember, I don't know if you want to put this into pot in the podcast or this episode, because this is what something that you told me when we first started, when you went to that wedding or something and you were sat, I don't know if it was your cousins or family friends or something. And you were telling them about the podcast and they were like, oh, we want, we're going to be your first patrons, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever heard from them since? I have not in regard to the podcast. No. And we can put it in. Like, I don't think they're going to ever listen, but no, they, yeah, they were all about like, I'm going to be your first patron and we want to support you. And like, but I remember you reaching okay. out to me and you were like you were really annoyed by them and you were like dude like all right put your money where your mouth is not to say that like we expect anybody to like be a but if you're gonna say something yeah like that in in that realm of supporting like financially yeah then not even listen I don't know it just like it makes that person feel like shit well yeah and I remember you you telling me that you got the idea that they were just saying that to you to make themselves look good in front of the other people you were with it could have very well been self-serving exactly that's exactly what i was getting at so just be just be careful of people's energies just use your gut use your judgment there's the judgment word again use your judgment on like what (laughs) raptor use the rapture Rapture. (laughs) (laughs) use your rapture rapture raptor use your raptor um and just you know just to sift out those those um those baddies that are floating around your your uh... it's not even intentional i'm sure it's not even like they did it intentionally as a as a negative thing but right. people do it all the time oh, I, yeah. I have been guilty of it in the past yeah. but journal <laughs> yeah man do these journal prompts was there anything else that we wanted to talk about this one was on point this one was so fun well besides us like basically watching and commentating on the movie we never do that though i thought that that was fun that was so fun um i did pull some stuff up on pinterest all right what you got if you guys have a pinterest there's so so many cool things on pinterest if you just type in like blood moon magic or blood moon ritual or something like that i found this fun little you ever see those memes that it's kind of like what's your so-and-so name and you have to put together your sign your date of birth and like Uh all right so here's what's your blood moon name okay all right we'll post this in the the sources if you guys want to play this little game so and tell us your blood moon name yeah. comment on our 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 instagram tell us your blood yeah moon name. yeah we want to know your blood moon name all right so christina yes you are a gemini yes your your sign your name for your sign is enlightened Ooh. And what's the date 25th the 25th sage okay so <gasps> enlightened sage do you know what day of the week you were born on Thoy's day a Thoy's day of Re- oh enlightened sage of realms <gasps> oh i like that that's deep i like that a lot thank you mine is let's see sagittarius bewitched 20th empath i was born on a tuesday of pyres Oh, oh, like fire? Yeah. Oh, that works. Bewitched empath of pyres. That's so badass. Oh, that you have to sign off like that now. This has been <laughs> bewitched empath of pyres. All right, we're gonna just sign off with our blood moon names from now on. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Donna and Darlene got kicked to the curbs. So uh, well, Donna and those those are our um they're they're our alter egos, but this these will be our um sorceress okay. names. Okay. Mine was Enlightened Sage of Realms. Yeah. And yours is Bewitched Empath of Pyres. Empath of Pyres. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's a lot of popping peas in that one. Yeah. Popping 
see sorry we don't use pop screens with our mics so i'm sorry if we're hurting your ears right now <laughs> someday someday we'll get some when we can afford them i do have a thank pop you screen. to the patrons i oh. should freaking use it why are you using it go get it at this point the episodes we're already done recording for today so. <laughs> Um, I guess if you want to look on Etsy real quick and see if there are any Blood Moon related products. What about Bersidi Orion? Where's she today? I looked. I looked <laughs> for her, Blood Moon and it there her was day nothing. off. It's her it day was off. Her, it's her day off. All right. Sorry, Bersidi. Become a Blood Moon witch. Ooh, what's this? Oh, this costs $103. What is it? It's a portal to the Blood Moon, a spell to turn you into a dark witch. What? what? Fuck. Dude, you have to see. There's a video attached to this shit. Hold on, let me show this to you. This is okay. It's like a cinematic video attached to this Etsy pay or Etsy listing for one hundred and three dollars. It's got eight hundred and seventy four sales. Wow, is that is that real? This says. Okay, let's read the reviews. These are all five-star reviews. This says, this was casted fast. I can't wait to receive all the benefits that come with it. Um, 309 reviews. Okay, reviews for the shop is 309. Reviews for the item is seven. You get a digital download of three PDFs. Become an occultist and access the dark arts. Gain access to some powers uh, we use. Earn our respect and become part of our exclusive club. And with this power to open an occult portal comes power, ancient wisdom, intuitive access to occult secrets, unlock new potential life paths, and become a true dark witch. Did you already read that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> My mind is just blown right now because I'm like, how can you guarantee all of those things? Yeah. A while ago, I heard some witches on Etsy were, you know, having trouble keeping their shops open because there's people like this that promise things that, how can you promise these things? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They do have a disclaimer. Do they? Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they get away with it. There is a Blood Moon scented soy candle All right. by Vespertine Studios. It's uh, blood orange, bergamot, and sandalwood, which that sounds really fucking good. Get it now. Yeah. Vespertine Studio shop on Etsy. I can get down with a candle. I just don't know about this portal stuff. Ooh, Blood Moon Rising Tea. A All gift right. tea set for your vampire. Wait, was it Blood Moon Butterfly Pea Vampire Herbal Tea Gift Set? Halloween gifts for your best friend. This is Dem, Dem Bones, D E M B O N E S T. Dem Bones Tea, Blood Moon Rising. And it's Immortality. Okay. Oh, I get it. I love that. It's hibiscus, cranberry, orange peel, rose hip, butterfly pea, and fruit flavors. That looks so cute. Wait, that looks butter really cute. Okay, P E A. I thought you meant like butterfly pea, like butterfly urination. <laughs> That'd be magical as fuck. <laughs> Adorable. This is really cute. That is cute. I love a tea. Yeah. Um, so since we've been doing this podcast, I now get like those pop-up notifications on YouTube for Adagio teas. Yeah. You know, all those practical magic inspired ones. They they yeah. know. Okay. Love that. Looks There's funny. a blood moon oil by the Raven's Moon Shop. This blood moon oil by the Briarwood on Etsy is good for intense uh, manifestation spells, heightening lunar energies, prosperity spells, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But it is made of split cinnamon, spiced vanilla, patchouli, cardamom, clove, black dahlia, peppercorn, and more. She's a spicy little bitch. That sounds oh, delicious. Blended with light jojoba oil, and it comes charged with peppercorn. Oh, very nice. Love that. 
There's a Blood Moon Obsession spell for $1,904. Highway robbery. Yeah, man. Wow. This says, extreme powerful spell casting to fill someone's mind, thoughts, and dreams of you. Create a dynamic of deep desire for you within their mind. They will obsess about you, pursue you, and need to be yours. That is like Skeet Ulrich from The Craft. Do you think this is the aunt's listing? (laughs) Get the bird. (laughs) Get the buck. Uh, he will think about me night and day until he comes to me to say, I love you, or something like that. Dude, this is like Irene would be a moth to the flame with this shit. <laughs> it says, Do you want someone to obsess about you and think about you nonstop? Within 24 hours after the spell is complete, you will fill their dreams. They will start thinking about you. They will dream of you nonstop. Your presence in their nightly dreams will make it hard for them to even do their everyday tasks. Dude, there's no punctuation in any of this, by the way. I'm editing. I'm editing it. And um, (laughs) they will not be able to stop these dreams and will attempt to act on them to bring what they have been dreaming of to fruition. Full love, devotion, lust, enjoyment. We work in a way that uses peaceful, natural harvested energies to promote the above result. Can we speculate for a moment on if the witches were uh, tech savvy, internet savvy, do you think they'd be marketing online? Do you think they'd have an online presence? The aunts? Yeah. 100%. Yeah? Oh my god. I think yeah. I think uh, Jetty would love, love Facebook. I think probably because the last book, Book of Magic, right? That's occurring in today's. Now. Yeah, 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 you're right. You don't think she would have had an Etsy page? I don't think so. I don't know, man. Franny hated people coming to her house. That's what I'm saying. If Franny hated people coming to her house, you can't see Jet starting like a side hustle on the internet so she didn't have to deal with people in real life. That's that is a good thought. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. So this says but- the ritual will be conducted for three days. You'll receive a unique mantra to conquer their mind. Chant the mantra 222 times for nine consecutive. There's a number nine. The love spell. Nine. Wow. Love potion number nine. This mantra will create an extremely powerful desire of love, lust, and loyalty inside them to be with you forever. To be ready to experience, that's what it says, be ready to experience the most ancient magic of the tantric realm. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, that's a, that. they were coming on pretty hot and heavy with this. Um, Almost $2,000. And there are three people who actually bought this. Dang. <laughs> who, who reviewed it anyway? I wonder, I wonder how their life is right now. They all got five-star reviews. Dang. Do you think that's just that person making other emails and like reviewing <laughs> themselves? It's the shop owner. Just, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they made three other emails. Do um, we have anything else we want to tell of you, think, our, our listeners? I think we're just bullshitting at this point. This is just, this is fascinating to me that people are able to sell spells like this on Etsy and actually... I guess, get some income from from doing this. I don't know, man. Uh, and again, it goes back to the aunts and the whole thing with the ethics. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. is it ethical selling love spells? Yeah, we'd be shit talking them, you know, if they were the ones on there. The aunts? Yeah, sell it like $300 for the dove spell and yeah, whatever yeah. else they're offering. Yeah, I think we both already agreed in a previous episode that the aunts' ethics aren't exactly... <laughs> questionable. Yeah, they're very questionable. So, yeah. You know. Oh. No. And then in the love spell episode we just talked about, um, love spells in general, in their own right, are not very ethical. If it's fucking with free will, then, you know, I don't know. You don't start off a relationship with a kidnapping. <laughs> exactly. <Right? laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah. Let's, uh, we got some socials for you. Come find us on Instagram. Tell us what your blood moon name is. And, uh, you can tag us comment. We love the comments. We love sharing them. You can find us over on Patreon where we have a couple of tiers that get you access to our Facebook group and our discord. Justina is really good at (laughs) listing all of them out. So I'll let her take it away. All right, man. Hit us up on patreon.com slash Magnolia Street Podcast. For our $1 tier, you can get in on all of our Patreon polls. This gives you exclusive voting rights to weigh in on what you want to hear us chat about in an upcoming episode. Also, you get the calendar. Oh, yeah. And we also, Christina also makes beautiful monthly calendars so you can see what's coming up for the month as well. And also, don't they get like early clips, the episode yeah. previews? Yeah, the, and the little videos. <sighs> Go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> my brain went christina makes beautiful tiktok snippets and we post those to our uh private discord for anybody who wants to see what episode a little snippet of the upcoming episode for the week but our discord however is on our five dollar tier and that also includes our private facebook community where we do one live a month through the facebook and then we also hold one book club meeting a month through the discord so that's a lot of fun we just had our first book club meeting which we got to meet donna donna <laughs> and her big chunky cat henry he's so handsome he he's so not chunky handsome. he's like he's like a lifter he's like a power lifter he's a floof he is a floof he's so pretty pretty floof also on that discord since you are able to see what episodes we're doing ahead of time on the discord we have the patron perspective and if there is a topic that's coming up that you have had influence in or work with shout it out so we can talk about it <laughs> give give us content <laughs> We want to hear from you. Experts, from you. artisans, yeah. we want to hear from all of you. Yeah, so um, for the $3 tier, you can get our show notes and also you can access our after hours posts. Um, I think we have maybe a couple after hours posts for this one. I know we. I have that uh, Blood Moon article when I went to uh, visit the Wolf Sanctuary with my dad. I will post that article in the after hours notes for, for this nice. episode. Oh, we will also post some screenshots from the, the scenes that we were talking about earlier today so you guys can see see those like the Dunkin Donuts wrapper and um the The Statue of Liberty in the window Mm -hmm. and you know all those little things that we otherwise missed up to this point and we've been watching this movie for like 20 plus years at this point um what else we got we got our eight dollar tier that includes our song episodes I just played a show so I am planning on uploading some of the video from that show so you guys can get some sneak peeks of my performance and some of the other songs we have not debuted yet up until this point. Mm -hmm. And what else was I going to say? There was something else. Oh, we're going to put maybe a little concert for our $8 tier holders. So you guys, we'll do like a private little concert for you guys. You guys can ask us questions about the songs and the writing of the songs. And um, it'll be nice to touch base with you guys about our songs before we put out our next song episode which awesome. is going to be well, like next month, next song. Yeah, like two or three weeks from now. When yeah. do you want to do this little live concert? Um, I don't know. Let's look at a calendar and I'm sure we'll get something up on, on the uh, calendar. By the time this episode comes out, though, I don't know. Maybe it will have already happened. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you wanted to give it like a little time and mark it on like like Beltane or okay. yeah, like on a full that. moon or something. I don't know. Yeah, let's look at a calendar. Let's see what makes sense. Okay. We'll play with that make idea. it make sense all right we'll make it make sense. make it make sense all right um i think that's all we have for you today hit us up on uh, instagram.com slash magnolia street podcast we have a tiktok got goodreads 
Go check out all the books we reference that Alice Hoffman references that we use as source material. We also have a Gmail, magnoliastreetpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We just started reaching out to artisans and experts with all things having to do with practical magic. So if you create anything or you know about any of the topics we might be talking about, hit us up. Drop us a line at our email and uh, maybe we could set up an interview. We are looking out for people who have anything to contribute that is inspired by practical magic. So we'd Or literally hear- drop us a line because we have a little voice message, voicemail feature. That's right. Anchor. So in the links below, you can leave us a voice message if that's more your thing. Yay. I think that's it. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Raptor, 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 raptor. I am going to post that to the $8 tier. If you guys want okay. my stupid ass raptor movie, I will post that for you. May the rapture raptor be with you. And also with you. <laughs> I'm Justina. And I'm Christina. We'll, we'll see, see you next, next time. time. At that house. Down the street At that house on Magnolia Street Would you go down to Magnolia Street With a wisteria girl wow And the house of magic and mystery So would you go down to Magnolia Street Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Yeehaw. Oh, that was a good Jimmy. Thank you.